Get out your brooms. It's time for a sweep. The Guardians are down to 500 after getting swept by the Detroit Tigers. You get rid of uh, the recent series against Minnesota. It's been pretty dark since Jose Ramirez's injury for this team in terms of series is lost. Uh, you know, getting swept by Boston, taking one out of two games from the Yankees, and now getting swept by the Tigers. Thankfully, the All-Star break is nearly upon us. We're going to talk about today's game. We're going to talk about a new MLB Top 100 prospect list on today's episode of Locked On Guardians. You are Locked On Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lockdown Guardians. My name is Jeff Ellis. I am the host of Lockdown Guardians. I have been since the inception of this show, since the very beginning, all approaching 800 episodes of it. Before that, I was a lead draft and prospect analyst for Scout in 24-7. Before that, I wrote for Indians Prospect Insider, Indians Baseball Insider, and many Cleveland fan waiting for next year. You know, If there was a website that you read about the Guardians on that wasn't one of the papers, I probably appeared on it. Uh, it's still, I will say, I want to thank you for making Lockdown Guardians your first listen today and every day, wherever you get podcasts. It's still odd to me that, like, I've been on the radio in, like, let's say Detroit, like, three, four, five times uh, during, like, drive time and early morning. I've been on in New York and Seattle and, you know, the two times I was on in Cleveland, thank you to uh, uh, TJ Zupe. He, you know, reached out to me. Uh, thank you to Troy Bauhauser out in Toledo. At least that's another Ohio one. I got to, like, hop on and do some talking. Troy, I'm sorry, I got your name wrong, last name. And then, man, was it, like, oof. I should know this. It's my first ever radio thing. Uh, very kind of that gentleman. I want to say it was Mark something, and I can't think of what it was. He says, my first ever radio appearance was on 92.3 The Fan uh, when I wrote a piece at Indians Baseball Insider about, you know, war and... The additions, the excitement of Michael Bourne, <laughs> Nick Swisher. Uh, so, yeah. So I'm going to tell a, a bit of a personal story, and, and this ties back to this season, so just, just give me a chance here. Uh, for the past week, uh, we recently discovered outside a, a, a nest full of seven rabbits. And it's been very exciting for my daughter and myself. I'm a huge animal lover to, from a distance, kind of watch them get bigger and watch them grow and uh, you know, it's it's a bit of an old wives' tale. Don't touch them. The mom won't come back. Like when some got scared because I was cleaning something in the back, I just picked them up, dropped them in the nest, and they stayed. And mom did come back. Uh, it, it's been a lot of fun. It was a week of just like watching them get bigger, and this was a really fun thing. And then yesterday, I woke up to find the nest having been raided in like viscera and two fully intact but no longer living bunnies. Uh, just laying there that I had to clean up. And I bring this up because that's kind of that feeling of finding uh, these things that I really enjoyed watching and following and then just seeing them utterly get destroyed. It's how I kind of felt today watching the Guardians. Uh, I know it's a bit glib <laughs> to make that change. But let me tell you, for someone who's already a little bit depressed and a little bit sad after having seen, you know, the the circle of life, as it were, uh, watching this Guardians team the past four <laughs> days has just been, uh, it's been uh, not ideal. Let's put it that way. It's definitely not what uh, what I'm going to for some enjoyment. I, I don't know how you could. It's, and, <laughs> you know, when I, when, I, when I was bagging on Ernie Clement, and here's the thing. So, you know, the comments on the podcast said I wasn't going too negative. EJ, if you're listening, 
Um, I, I again, I want to thank you for not being uh, giving me the nicest one star rating ever. Uh, but with you know, a lot of people when I went on Clement here, they they're like he's not playing. He's playing every day. But in fairness, today he might be one of the better performers of the game. I mean, when we talk about this game, let's get into it. And Fran Mel Reyes has hit, what, four home runs since he returned? He has been where all the people telling me to cut him. And again, as I talked about yesterday, this is where I was unfair to Ahmed. I defended Fran Mel to help because he had been so good for multiple years. Ahmed has two the last—2020, we just—you ignore it. On every level, you ignore 2020 because it was such a weird year. You get rid of 2020, he's had two years where he was right about league average worth about three-ish wins. I should have known he'd get back to it. So I was unfair to Ahmed. Cards on table. But Fran Mill is saying what, you know, I've said about him. Like, he's getting hot. He's hitting the ball with authority. It would be nice if it didn't require, if you think back to a year ago, it was kind of a similar story after, uh, before and after his injury start. He's a st- low starter. It's just clearly the way it works for him. Uh, Stephen Kwan had two hits in this. Owen Miller had two hits for as much as I've, I've bagged on him. You know, it's worth pointing out. Uh, Clement reached base twice. He had a hit and a walk. And uh, Kwan had, you know, two hits and a walk. So you had, what, three guys reach base multiple times? Now you have Jose Ramirez going over four because he is hurt. I Tito is an established veteran manager. Okay? Everyone out there who's like, Tito's the best. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, everyone who is a, you know, one of the big things about him is he is this established veteran. Why is he not being like, rest your body? Why is he not stepping up and be like, okay, Jose, you need to play less. We're going to put you on the disabled list, retroactive. Can't retroactive, but you're playing him every day. We're going to put you on the disabled list and let you get healthy because he is not the same dude. Like his production, I could pull it up uh, here. Should we do a quick pause so we can give the updated what his like values have been since that thumb injury? So if we set the little box, and I would do screen and screen, but I actually did it on my side monitor because I wasn't thinking ahead. Uh, if you put the little box and you go back to June 17th, the last game was on the 16th against the Rockies. Since the 17th, Jose Ramirez is batting, I got it blocked here, 231 with a 282 on base, a 338 slugging, a 76 runs created plus. So ter- two derivations below uh, expected. That's bad. <laughs> uh, for a guy who, I mean, he's not top five Hall, um, Hall of Fame. Uh, MVP right now. He can't be the way he's played. We're talking about a month of the season now almost where he has been severely below average. And what happened? He hurt his thumb. Like, let the dude rest. I've talked about it. I broke my thumb. It doesn't matter what you do. When you bust your thumb, it you have to rest it for a while or it just keeps hurting when you do anything. And not only that, it just doesn't get better because your thumb can't heal. Again, he didn't necessarily break it i don't think we know for sure he has a bruised thumb but your thumb can't heal unless you rest it he's not resting it so guess what it's not healing so he's just going to keep playing like this uh and this is the second time in his career we've ever seen him struggle and it's very clearly thanks to injury if you're curious uh oscar gonzalez is a little bit better below him you have richie palacios miles straw with a 31 austin hedges with a 30 a 12 for luke maley a 12 for owen miller and a negative nine for ernie clement Thanks to today, he's from a negative 42 up to a negative 9. So, thumbs up to him. Uh, Gabriel Arias at a negative 24 slows. Who's high? Josh Naylor at a 142. Ahmed Rosario at a 130. Andres at a 122. And Fran Mill at a 118. So, those are your four guys that are right now driving this offense. And again, I just I wish they'd let, let Jose rest. He is clearly not right. Does anyone else feel like he is right? I just I don't understand. 
you have a veteran manager. He should have all the cachet. He's going to... I Okay. My grandfather's favorite player was Lou Boudreaux. It was a name that I always heard in my house growing up. Um, there's a part of me that feels about about uh, Tito becoming the all-time winningest manager uh, when, you know, like how many of those wins are from points when he wasn't even managing? Because like, the last two years, he gets credit for all those games when he was on the sideline, when he had to go halfway through the year. That's another story for another day. But, you know, uh, he's still, he's going to be have the most, the all-time winningest manager in this history. He should be able to say, Jose, listen, for your sake, because once you are at 100%, you mean too much to this team, you need to sit down. Like, that is what your manager is supposed to do, and that's not happening. Uh, the Guardians in this game, you know, they had not uh, eight hits and three walks, and there was the error, so they had 12 opportunities. That should lead about to about four runs. They had two. And they had things scattered throughout. Like, it's just weird that they couldn't get anything across in this one. Uh, and then on the other side, Detroit had nine hits, one error, and four walks. So they had 14 opportunities. They only had two more opportunities, and they had the same number of extra base hits, but they end up with eight. So we're going to get into some of the pitching in this one. We're going to talk about uh, the bullpen a bit as well. And we're going to still have our three stars of the game to give away. Uh, We're going to come back after a quick break, talk a little bit more about this game. We're going to talk after that about the new top 100 list over at MLB.com. And then we have a little bit of time uh, at the end. We might mix in some draft stuff as we get close to that. Uh, as long as I'm kind of hoping as I'm recording, we're going to get news of uh, some roster moves. I'm also going to take a guess at what I'm expecting to see in the next 24 hours in terms of roster movement. Jewelry is expensive. I know I'm, I'm giving you hot takes here, but if you're going to go out and you're going to pay, you know, the cost for jewelry, for fine jewelry, for engagement rings, especially for engagement rings, something that's supposed to last a lifetime, you want to get something that's original. You want to get something that is one of a kind. And if you're like me and this is not your bag, you want to go to BlueNile.com to get that original one of a kind piece because they have people 24-7 ready to help you. For life's special moments, available by a phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Or let's say you're looking for engagement rings. They let you choose diamond shape, size, clarity, as well as setting style. And their bench jewelers handcraft each ring to make them, again, one of a kind. That is their thing. They don't want you to get a ring. They don't want you to ever see a ring that looks like someone else's. They want that to be something special for you. And make your moments sparkle with joy from Blue Nile and Locked On Sports listeners. Get $50 off purchase of 500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code Locked On. That's code Locked On. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. So. <laughs> Tigers have been bad, like historically bad offensively. Histo- I mean, just look at their lineup right now. The lineup that they put out there today, uh, I know when we talk about the top prospects in baseball, Riley Green is the number one prospect in baseball. I'm not sure about that. Uh, that, that like, I like Riley Green, but that felt, felt a little aggressive to me. He's got a 760 OPS. That is the best on the Tigers. They only have one other person with an OPS over 700, and that's Miguel Cabrera. This is a team—I mean, remember when Spencer Torkelson was supposed to win Rookie of the Year? He's batting 193 with the 579 OPS. He's been up and down. Nobody is hitting. Uh, one of their highest war is Scope at second base, and that's because of his defense. Uh, 
even with this hot weekend, nobody is hitting for them. It is a historically awful team in terms of offense. Uh, they destroyed the Guardians this week. That's that is just if there is nothing that makes the Guardians and that coaching staff sit down and be like, okay, we got to figure. But then again, the lineup the Guardians put out today. Guess how many people they had with OPSs over seven hundred two. Stephen Kwan and Jose Ramirez. That's it. Everyone, because you didn't have Andres playing in this one. Naylor, we haven't seen since he uh, had the tightness of his quad. I, they need to figure out what's going on with him. They need to figure out what they're doing with this lineup because we can't keep throwing this out there the way it is currently constructed. Uh, for Bieber, who has been pitching so, so well, uh, this was a rough one. I mean, five runs, all earns, six strikeouts, seven hits, three walks. Very hittable in this one. He looked like early season Bieber, let's be honest. And his velocity has never come back. So when he is hittable and around the zone, you're going to have an uglier game because he's not the guy we saw a year ago. Uh, in terms of like his pitching performance, it's been three runs every single start uh, for the last, what, four. And he hasn't given up you know, a big run spot since May 7th. Since May 7th, it's been three or less earned runs in every single start. And then you face the Tigers, a historically awful uh, offense, and he gives up five. But it wasn't just him. Uh, Emmanuel Classe, who's been utterly unhittable, you know, he gave up an earned run in this one. It was on a home run late. But still, he, he for someone with a 153 ERA, he has not given up a lot of runs. They got to him. And number 99, Corinne Check. I think I got it right this time. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's got an ERA over 13 now in his two appearances. He's not the same guy. It's just plain and simply, he is not the same guy without the aid of sticky stuff. It's we saw it the minute that crackdown went in. He is, and he's just not come together. Um, go back to twenty twenty. Twenty seven innings, a two sixty seven ERA. You know, I hate why am I going to the the ML does anyone else feel like the MLB site has like the worst statistical page? It's like you can't even read anything there. You have to go Give me fan graphs and baseball cube or baseball reference every day. I really like baseball cube. I mean, I know part of it was because for a long time it's only where I could get college, but it's still, uh, they got a lot of the important ones just front and center, which I like to see. Go back to that 2020 season, 17.67 strikeouts per nine. Okay, you're like, well, that was a short one. How about last year? Bef- you know, we know the wheels came off, but a 12.69. Now, in fairness, he does have a 27K per nine right now, but... Yeah, it's just, it's interesting. Well, his FIP is actually not terrible. It's a .12. It's actually pretty good. So, yeah, they're saying he's a degree of, uh, it's also probably because it's just such a small sample. Oh, and it doesn't have today's game because that was just the one game pitch. This isn't updated. So it'll shift significantly. It just, I don't know what you do with him. I really don't know what you do with him right now because, we saw him be legitimately one of the top relievers in baseball. And then they changed what he was doing and he's just not the same guy. Can he rebound enough? I and mean, he missed a lot. It felt like there was some work on the mental game last year. Like when he went on the long-term disabled list, it felt like, you know, they were had to rebuild his confidence to a degree um, and work with him. I could be completely off base. This is no inside knowledge outside of just like conversations I've had about him through the years with people in the minors, that there could have been some degree of like helping him rebuild the approach and, you know, find a, a new way to be successful. It just isn't there yet. It's two outings. So uh, you're, I, 
don't send him down, please. Like, we need to see if he can be something. Because here's the thing. At the end of the year, if he if he still looks bad, then he's, he's on the list to be let go. Um, there's no reason to stick around at that point because you've already burned, you know, multiple years. He's getting closer to that arbitration uh, clock. He might, I don't, I don't even know, he might be arbitration eligible at the end of this year. I should probably check that. But he's just in a situation where you have to see what you got. You have to see if he can turn back into the guy who was one of the best relievers, you know, finished sixth in the rookie of the year. He was one of the best relievers in baseball. Can he get anywhere approaching that? Uh, and if not, let's see. I mean, he is, yeah, he's arbitration eligible at the end of this year. So you need to see if he can get there or if it's going to be time to cut bait. Honestly, that is where they are with him. Uh, he is a player that he needs to stay up. He shouldn't be part of that up and down. That extra spot in the rotation or rotation, that extra spot in the bullpen, uh, just needs to stick with him there. He needs to get those opportunities to see what he can be. So rough game for him. Again, uh, it felt like the second game, second game in a row where like my, my reverse jinxing magic is coming on strong, right? Owen Miller and Ernie Clement actually had two of the better games in this one. Uh, but I think your three stars have to go to Fran Mill and Quan for sure. Quan, he had the error, but he also had two hits, one extra base hit and a walk. Fran Mill had the home run. Uh Pitching-wise, I mean, you're not giving it to Eli Morgan for a third of an inning and no one else did. So, I mean, honestly, I think I give it to Owen Miller for having a multi-hit game. It's funny that in a game like this, where they struggled to score runs, only got two across when they should have had more, the three stars are all hitters. But the pitching was bad, and they dropped four, and that now takes them back to 500. And, I mean, I, let's do the updated standings and see where they currently stand. I mean, I, I'm not going to expand out to wild card because they're, they're back in that now. We don't even need to talk. I mean, let's see. The Rays are 44 and 37, and Cleveland's 40 and 40. So, yeah, Cleveland isn't, or I'm sorry, the Blue Jays are at 45 and 38 with a 542 winning percentage. Uh, so Cleveland would be chasing the Blue Jays right now. They're at 40 and 40. I mean, the Mariners are 41 and 42. They're getting close to passing Cleveland in the wild card chase. It's a situation where this is a team that, you know, they wanted to compete, but, and we, I still think they can, and they should still be buyers, by the way, they should a hundred percent still be buyers because of the situation of where their roster is. But in general right now, I don't blame anyone who's frustrated. I don't blame anyone who's upset. I don't blame anyone who is having a hard time watching this baseball team. We're going to take a break, come back, talk prospects, talk some, uh, talk about some happier future times with some of the great young players in the Cleveland Guardian system. And our last sponsor, but not our least sponsor, is BetOnline.net. You know BetOnline. They've been with us for many a year now, and BetOnline.net has you covered. I mean, I said today's game, you want to take the Guardians. Boy, did I look foolish. It's the first time I have failed you in one of those guarantees. Go over to BetOnline.net, your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. Well, playoffs are over. Uh, how about this year's NHL drafts? BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best pace for all of your sports scores, podcasts, news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. So let's talk about some prospects. Um, before then, so what I was saying is what should happen tonight is if Josh Naylor isn't ready to play, he hasn't played for three games, put him on the disabled list. Okay, it's Kansas City. This is a chance to call up some anyone 
and let them see what they can do for a bit. Same thing with Jose. Just let these guys rest. Uh, as a team, it, they'd have been better off having Jose on the bench for this series against Detroit. He has struggled that badly, and he doesn't even look like himself. I mean, he is he's swinging at things he doesn't swing at. The swing is ugly. He's a mess because his hand hurts. Just let the guy rest, please. And let's do the same thing with Naylor and for this Kansas City series. Let's just call someone up, and then retroactively, by the time you know, the post-All-Star break, they will be ready to go. So over here... So before we get into this, uh, the change in the prospect list, uh, I'm going to accidentally click on something and uh, lose the... <laughs> Lose the website. Let's talk about a few things that occurred. One, Kirk McCarty got claimed. I was wrong in this. He ended up, my co-host wants to hop on the mic. Kirk McCarty ended up getting claimed by the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, that was a bit of a surprise. The Locked On Baltimore uh, Connor reached out to me. He's like, what's the scouting report on him? I'm like, um, he's uh, a lefty. You know, it... it, it he was added because I think they thought he'd pass through waivers. I mean, I thought he'd pass through waivers, but he was claimed. Uh, that's why there's also a to-be-determined, if you look at the Guardians' pitching matchups for AAA, for, I think, Saturday or not, Guardians against Columbus Clippers. But uh, the only other real note this afternoon was Zach Hart was promoted from Lake County to Akron. Uh, we're going to continue to see, you know, if any other movement comes. I get it. Right now, there aren't a ton of great options for this team in terms of first base. Uh you know, it's not that hard of a position to play. I, I'm okay with trying someone out there. Uh, or you know, if Owen Miller's going to play one, Naylor is, is out, then call up, you know, I'm all for calling up anyone. Like, if Naylor can't play, there's no point in having on the roster right now. Uh, it's not a knock on him. It's just a matter of health. That's If he can't play, he can't play. But now let's hop over, switch gears, and talk about the top 100 list came out from MLB.com. I always talk about this feels like a consensus list to me, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean they listen to a lot of guys that take in a lot of information, and they kind of compile that into uh, the, you know their overall prospect rankings. So I have too many tabs open here. At the start of the year, George Valera was 33. Or not? Yes, George Valera was 33. He is now... It's interesting because he's still there. He's the same one. I thought he had slid. Daniel Spino, on the other side of things, was 43. <laughs> he's only pitched half the year, and they bumped him up to 11. I get he's been really good, but it's, it seems odd to bump him up now. He hasn't pitched in forever, but yeah. So he is now the number one prospect. He's up to 11 on their midseason list. Uh, Brian Rocchio was 47. He, uh, you know, he's been on fire of late, but he struggled a little bit at the start of the year. And he plummeted down the, the list. He is 87. So from 47 to 87. Uh, next up was Gabriel Arias. Uh, yeah, Gabriel Arias was 57. And Gavin Williams was 80. Not Spaceball Prospectus. Oof. Looking at the wrong list. So Rokia was 84 before. And then now he is uh, 87. So a slight drop when typically expect guys to rise as people are graduating off. Espino went from 43 to 11. Uh, get, ah, did it wrong again. Espino went from 53 to 11. Uh, Arias was at 73, and now he is 82, so he dropped. And then you had Fryman at 88. 
Freeman at 88, and he stayed at 88, so he didn't move. And then jumping in, Gavin Williams is at 80. He didn't start the year on the list. And then I think that's pretty much it for the Guardians. I don't think they had anyone else really jump in there outside of those guys uh, that we talked about. So it's that initial list plus Gavin Williams. Now, honestly... I think Nolan Jones is a better prospect than Ty Freeman. And, you know, I've said that for a while and I'll stand by it. I think, you know, he wasn't listed anywhere. And again, this doesn't surprise me because it's, he hasn't been up that long, but he is murdering baseballs. I think it, it is something that bears watching. It's an interesting list to go through and look at. Uh, I mentioned earlier, Riley Green is the top player on the list. Uh, Jordan Walker, who I thought would have been a perfect guardians type of pick a few years ago. And then the Cardinals picked him up right before the guardians. He's seventh. And here's the thing. So in 2020, the Guardians went massively underslot with Carson Tucker. Well, not massively, but significantly underslot. So they could go out and add, you know, players throughout. It was a similar strategy to when they drafted Tyler Naquin. Uh, here's the thing, though. Carson Tucker isn't highly listed. He's, I mean, he's not, highly, he's not a top-ten prospect anywhere. Uh, several guys they could have drafted who had I had first round grades on, like you know Austin Wells of the Yankees is in the top fifty or so, and like I like Tanner Burns, but again he's not a top ten prospect. You have Logan Allen is the only guy from that class who's really established himself as a top ten prospect. And I only bring this up because like the hot rumor now is this idea that it, man Ricky Tideman I thought was another guy very much a Guardians type of pitcher, both in his draft year and after his first year at JUCO. He's sixty four already with the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh. Just to get back to it, I've heard some rumors, and again, if it's a rumor, you probably don't want to believe it with the Cleveland Guardians because they don't let anything out. They are the tightest of draft ships. But one of the hot rumors is this idea that they may go massively under slot at 16 and then come back at 37 and just keep adding talent all the way down. They did that in the Naquin class and had nothing to show for it. All those extra guys they gave that money to, nothing. Like, not even to the big leagues. Many of them... Like Dylan Howard, worst second-round pick in franchise history. Uh, they went for a lot of ceiling, and I loved that draft at the time. Uh, you know, uh, Lovegrove was like such an interesting pitcher, and at least he was like a really good dude. So you can, it's great for him that they got him in that regard. Kieran Lovegrove, that was it. And man, Adams, the outfielder, and then oof, who was the other really athletic out? It was, it was rough. Let's just put it that way. Uh, in terms of how it worked. And again, the 2020 class, I got to go back and look at what my shadow draft looked like. I love Logan Allen. That was a great pick. Milan Tolentino looks really strong. P.D. Halp, Halpin, another, like those, those two players look great. But is that a draft class where you go back and you look at, they should have just stayed where they were and taken someone with a higher value on the board? It's very conceivable. Um and I'm worried when you're picking 16, there's going to be someone interesting on the board. My own personal big board, I've been working on that. I finish the podcast and I sit and I write for a bit. I've kind of laid it out through 50. So what I do is, you know, obviously I watch, I follow, I've been doing all these things. I go through and I write up a guy and then I just kind of look where, where I put him. I slot him into where he'd be on the list. And then I write the next guy and I have to just think like, okay, where in here... Do I, like, where would I want the Guardians, essentially, because they're my team, right? So it's like, okay, like, if, for instance, here, I would like Justin Crawford if he was on the board over a Dylan Beavers or Justin Campbell. 
but I would prefer Dylan Lesko to him or Daniel Susak. Uh, it's an interesting class because, you know, there's a top eight. And it's about three to four interesting guys in kind of a tier two. And then after that, it's, you know, like 11 to 31 is essentially uh, all in the same. You could sit there and argue with me and I'd be like, I'm not going to argue about this. They're all about the same. Uh, which, again, is a little bit unfortunate if you're a Guardians fan picking at 16. But there's a good chance someone slides. Someone slides every year. If I'm going to place a bet who's the slider this year, probably Jace Jung, uh, younger brother of Josh Jung, who it's not a traditional swing. You know, defensive position, who knows? But I mean, he just hits. He just hits and hits. Or Jet Williams, who's five foot eight. People are going to ding him because he's five foot eight. Uh, I really like Drew Gilbert. Um, I think he is an easy center fielder. And again, there's going to be height concerns. I mean, there's a lot of interesting players for the Guardians. I don't know if anyone, though, because this organization, you know, their top 10 is so good. I don't know if anyone cracks the Guardians' top 10. Uh, you know, to me, there is a clear top 10 right now for the Cleveland Guardians. If I'm talking about 10 guys in that system, it's Espino, Valera, Williams, Arias, Rocchio. Jones, Allen, um, Brennan, that gets me to eight. Bo Naylor is nine. And then the real debate comes down to, yeah, Ty Freeman, 10. But so just, you know, again, Espino, Valera, Williams, Arias, Rocchio, Freeman, Jones, Allen, Naylor, Brennan. Those are the top 10. Uh, after that, we can debate a little bit more, but I don't think it's worth. And like, who's 10th on that list? Um, for me right now, it's probably still Tyler Freeman. I'm just not as high on him compared to the rest of that group. So is anyone they're going to draft higher than him? No. Like, that's the thing. Like, unless someone takes a massive, you know, nosedive in value, a la Khalil Watson, who uh, is in the 50s on the MLB list and is one of the top prospects in baseball. The whoever they draft is more than likely not going to break this list. But then again, if we went back and redid last year's draft, Gavin Williams didn't crack the top ten, and for the Guardians once he was drafted. But if we redo this draft, he might crack the top ten players drafted. Uh, his ceiling is that high, and he is that electric. So it's things to keep in mind. I mean, the draft is you know eminent. We are. I'm recording this on the sixth, so it's what eleven days. Let's get ready for a lot more draft content. Uh, tomorrow's show is going to be very draft heavy. I'm just going to put that out there right now. I know it's not everyone's favorite thing, but I'm going to get through my board. I'm going to see how much I've written up, and I'm just going to discuss where I am in terms of the write-ups and the players, give you kind of a chance to get to know what prospects to watch. I've been Jeff Ellis. This has been the Locked on Guardians podcast for today. Remember to rate and review, download daily. It helps. Subscribe over on the YouTubes. Let's do our daily YouTube subscriber check. If it'll load. Um... It doesn't want to load because when I really need it to load, it's not going to load. We are at 340 subscribers. So I appreciate everyone who has subscribed, commented, liked. You know, it's, uh, I'd love to hear from you, Shroom. I hope you're still watching. We used to uh, chat a bit every day. Hearing a lot from uh, B Skills and Justin Nelson on there quite a bit. It's always nice to get to see some familiar faces, have some chats. I hope everyone is well. And as I end every show now, go, go, Guardians, go.